The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Han Jr. And I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV, channel 8, and Comcast, channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world, with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon. A landmark in Kali for 98 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Latham on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, since wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Today is the day we honor and recognize all fathers, past, present, and future. 
May the good Lord richly bless your hard work and dedication to your families and children. I hope you enjoyed today's telecast. And if you are in the vicinity of the Mother Church located at 1043 Middle Street or any of our branch churches, you are invited to attend. You will be glad you did. Services at all churches begins at 10 a.m. with Sunday school beginning at 9. Being a father takes more than just working and providing for the family. For the spirit-led and spirit-filled father, assuring the health and safety of his loved ones are always in the forefront of his mind and thoughts. Raising his children in the house of the Lord and seeing the spiritual side of his children's growth exceeds any material accomplishments. When you look into the eyes of a true born-again father, you will see the depth of his love for his children. And so it is with our Heavenly Father. The Apostolic Faith Church Choir, directed by Emilia Hahn and accompanied by Edith Matsuke on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ, will open the musical portion of our program by singing to the Lord this beautiful number entitled, Father's Eyes. I invite you to sing along with the choir as the words appear on your screen.
you, choir. I call upon the members of our church band under my direction to gather together and play the song titled, This Is My Father's World. Saints and TV viewers, this world is a temporal shelter for the born-again believer. Our Heavenly Father owns all the gold, silver, and cattle upon a thousand hills. However, our goal is not to live eternal in this life, but to live forever with our Father in His heavenly home.
A good father tries to do the best he can for his children and family. He will try to soothe the hurt, take away any pain, and fix whatever may be wrong in his child's life. For our spiritual needs, we should turn to our Heavenly Father for guidance, wisdom, and comfort, because there is nothing impossible with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our solace for this morning is Seneca Rose Hahn. She will sing for you her rendition of the melody entitled, I Know a Man Who Can. Accompanying Seneca Rose will be Teari Summers on the piano, Associate Pastor Marlon Bing on the bass, and trusty Associate Pastor Edwin Spode Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars.
thank you, Seneca, for that beautiful presentation. Like the prodigal son, when his father greeted him with joy and grace, so does our Heavenly Father as we turn our footsteps home to Him. He wipes away the sin and betrayal, and in turn gives Asia a brand new life with Him. The church choir will sing their second number for today entitled, He Made Everything New. Trouble. 
It's always a joy to have the string section of our church band play for one and all. Today they have chosen to play for you the melody entitled, Praise Ye the Lord. And there is no better time than now for believers and non-believers to look to the Heavenly Father for guidance, spiritual strength, protection, and love. We need to remember, look up and give the, all the praise, all the glory, and all the thanksgiving to our Heavenly Father, Jesus. The vocal group known as the Saints in Harmony will close the musical portion of our program and prepare you for the all-important reading of God's Word, singing the mighty number entitled, God of Our Fathers. The Saints in Harmony encourages one and all to come before Jesus and give Him all the praises, the thanksgiving, and the love due Him, our Heavenly Father. They will be accompanied by Christy Hahn on the piano. 
It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this wonderful song to Rick and Melanie Bath of our Hilo Hawaii Branch Church. May the Lord continue to smile upon you and shower you with blessings pressed down and overflowing. Have a fantastic Sunday. Praise the Lord, and good morning, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television times, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. 
from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable channel 1519 in Los Angeles, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQ-TV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming and from 6 to 7 a.m. On, on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanero Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tin Loy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. Some of you in our viewing audience are undoubtedly wondering if the participants in our telecast are compensated in any way to perform in the choir, band, special vocal and instrumental groups. My answer is an emphatic no. Let me reassure you all that every person you see in our telecast are bona fide members of the Apostolic Faith Church who give up their total rehearsal and performance times as well as their talents willingly from the heart for the glory of God and for absolutely no monetary gains of any kind. Contributions from our TV viewers are used, in fact, to help maintain these weekly telecasts. And through your generosity and financial help, I'm able to bring forth such sermons as the one I have prepared for you today and entitled, The Fatherhood of Jesus Christ. One of the reasons I truly feel blessed is that I have the opportunity to share the good news of the glorious gospel of the kingdom of God with you, our TV congregation, through these weekly telecasts. Man's human instincts causes him to embrace sin and shun the Lord's sacrifice and call to everlasting life through his salvation. It is my sincerest desire that you will not fail to heed the Lord's commandment to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. I pray that as a result of the gospel message you will hear today, you will move a step closer to Jesus. The term fatherhood is a state of being a father. 
King David offered thanksgiving and prayer in 1 Chronicles 29, 10-11. Wherefore David blessed the Lord before the congregation, and David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Today is Father's Day, and we pay special respect and honor to all faithful fathers in Christ Jesus. Father's Day was started in 1910 by Mrs. John Bruce Dodd of Spokane, Washington. The purpose was to set a day set aside to give honor to all fathers and show the expression of gratitude and appreciation for their roles in their families' lives. In 1924, President Calvin Coolidge proclaimed the third Sunday in June as Father's Day. Today, we recognize fathers everywhere, whether you endorse Father's Day or not. However, it is our belief that Father's Day is every day for the Christian believer. Let us examine the role of a father. First, a father is a man who has begotten a child. Secondly, a father is one related to another in a way suggesting that a father to a child. And third, a father is someone who cares for or looks after someone else as a father might. A father or a dad is traditionally the breadwinner in the family. However, in today's economic conditions, it is often takes the hard work of both mom and dad to make a living. Therefore, Exodus 20, verse 12, instructs us, saying, Honor thy father and mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The term honor is to respect and give reverence. It also refers to building a good reputation or a good name for one's family and oneself. Originally, the father of a family was the priest who represented the family, offered sacrifices for them, and acted as its instructor in matters pertaining to God. Before the legal order of the priesthood was established to Moses, the father of each family was recognized as holding that high office. Therefore, a father's duty as the head of the family is to provide for the temporal needs of his family and to provide for the spiritual needs of his family. As fathers, we must then lead our family and children to the Lord Jesus Christ and to minister to them concerning the spiritual things containing God's Word. Let us turn now to Psalm 68, 5-7 and read God's Word pertaining to the fatherhood of Jesus Christ. A father of the fatherless and a judge of the widows is God in His holy habitation. God setteth the solitary in families. He bringeth out those which are bound with chains, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. O God, when Thou wentest forth before Thy people, when Thou didst march through the wilderness, Silah. Malachi, the prophet, speaks to us in Malachi 2.10, saying, Have we not all one Father? Hath not one God created us? Why do we deal treacherously every man against his brother? By profaning the covenant of the fathers. Isaiah, chief of the writing prophets, states in Isaiah 64.8, But now, O Lord, Thou art our Father, we are the clay, and Thou our potter, and we all are the work of Thy hand. Be not wroth, very soul, O Lord, neither remember iniquity forever. Behold, see, we beseech Thee, we are all Thy people. Paul preached to those in Athens from Mars Hill in Acts 17, 24-30, God that made the world and all things therein seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with men's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things, and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, 
and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation, that they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are all also his offspring. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone graven by art and man's device. And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commanded all men everywhere to repent. God's word speaks to us today to repent, which means to have another mind and to change our mind in respect of sin, of God and of self. 2 Corinthians 7, 8 through 11 reads, For though I made you sorry with a letter, I do not repent. Though I did repent, for I perceive that the same epistle had made you sorry, though it were but for a season. Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that he sorrowed to repentance. For ye were made sorry after a godly manner, that he might receive damage by us in nothing. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of. But the sorrow of the world worketh death. For behold, this selfsame thing that he sorrowed after a godly sort, what craftiness it wrought in you, yea. What clearing of yourselves, yea. What indignation, yea. What fear, yea. What vehement desire, yea. What zeal, yea. What revenge. In all things ye have approved yourselves to be clear in this matter. Speaking of repentance, dear television viewers, we have an earnest desire that you will come to the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved today. It is God's highest priority for mankind to provide for the salvation of one's soul. Therefore, let us turn our attention to the gospel of the kingdom of God to learn what we must do to receive the salvation of Jesus Christ that is spelled out in God's word. First and foremost, the gospel of the kingdom of God is the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. Once again, the salvation of the soul is God's highest priority for every man, woman, and child born into this world. And this is a personal matter between you and the Lord Jesus Christ. Read in John 3, 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This scripture describes Nicodemus as a wealthy and learned Pharisee and a ruler of the Jews who was highly regarded at that time. Yet he felt a yearning to speak with Jesus Christ concerning his salvation. He realized that salvation was more important than his job, his wealth, and his station and standing in life. Matthew 19, 23, 24 emphasizes the teaching of Jesus Christ regarding riches. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. The eye of the needle was a small gate, and it required that the camel be offloaded first before it was able to proceed through the gate while on its knees. Jesus Christ issued this warning to his disciples to identify riches as a hindrance rather than a help to appointing one to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Matthew 6, 33 to 34 also concludes, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. John 3, 2-4 goes on to say, The same came to Jesus by night, and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? The Lord Jesus Christ instructed Nicodemus of the necessity of the new birth, which grows out of the incapacity of the natural man to see or enter into the kingdom of God. Today, dear television viewers, the Lord Jesus Christ is standing at the door of your heart, calling you to accept him as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord via this telecast. Accept him today and let him in. Jesus Christ knew Nicodemus was born once naturally. So he commanded him, saying, ye must be born again. Jesus Christ also knows that we too were born once naturally of our earthly mothers. And he is calling every one of us to be born again by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ, which is the new spiritual birth. In John 3, 5, Jesus Christ spoke to Nicodemus to accept this spiritual truth pertaining to water baptism and baptism of the Spirit. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Verses 6 to 7 reads, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. The condition of the new birth is faith in Christ Jesus, who was crucified for our sins. Through the new birth, we as believers become partakers of the divine nature and the life of Christ Jesus himself. To be born of water is being baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ. And to be born of the Spirit is to speak in an unknown tongue or language as God's evidence indicating that we have been filled with his Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost tongue and language can only be given to us by Jesus Christ himself. The Lord Jesus Christ highlighted two key truths for our understanding. First is the term except, referring to God's truth and rule for entering into the kingdom of God. And the second is the term must, referring to God's commandment that stating that we must be born again. The salvation of our soul is similar to a marriage in which we take on the name of Jesus as our new surname. Let us read the parable of the marriage feast in Matthew 22, 8 to 14. Then saith he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways, and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he said unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither, not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. 
For many are called, but few are chosen. This man came to the marriage feast undressed and unprepared, without a wedding garment. His disobedience to the Lord Jesus Christ resulted in him being cast into outer darkness to suffer forevermore. The Lord Jesus Christ gives us his commandment in Mark 16, 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Acts 2, 36 to 37 identify God's salvation process that we must all follow. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? In Acts 2.38, it reads, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Peter describes step one as repentance, and step two as being baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to receive remission of sins and the promise of the Holy Ghost. God's word ascertains that everyone must repent and everyone must be baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ to receive remission of sins and God's promised Holy Ghost. On the day of Pentecost, Peter declared in Acts 4.12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Salvation or the saving of one's soul is accomplished when we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ only and not in any other name or title. Many today have been baptized in the titles of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost instead of in the name of Jesus Christ. Therefore, we declare unto you today that you must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ only because Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are only titles that point to the name of Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, God is referred to as Elohim, the Lily of the Valley, Jehovah, the Rose of Sharon, Wonderful, Consular, the Mighty God, the Prince of Peace, and many of terms too numerous to mention at this time. However, in salvation, the only saving name is Jesus Christ, and therefore the name of the Father is Jesus, the name of the Son is Jesus, the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. Colossians 3.17 confirms this. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. If you'd like to know more about God's word and the church and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Blehan Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. The church band will close today's program by playing the song entitled, I Love Him Better Every Day.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.